Good morning and welcome to the new episode of Better Thyself. We have entered into a new age, the digital age. And this digital age is going to be there. It's not going anywhere else. We have got to live here. We have got to breathe in this air. We have got to work in this air. But something I know we are all conscious of is the need for connection and clear communication. And many of us feel that these are the hard qualities to foster when we are fully remote or even hybrid. Why is there so much of misunderstanding at work? Have you ever noticed it? How do you better connect across different ages, different work styles? Why is it that your body language changes when it's in a digital mode. As a matter of fact, for effective work, you have got to ensure that your digital body language is effective and you can communicate through your body language as well. As a matter of fact, I would not be wrong to assert that we are all immigrants to the new digital body language. And we need a rule book. How to understand this new language? Now let's be very correct. We always say that listening is extremely important for communication. But now reading replaces listening. The new listening aspect is reading. Most of the things you are going to get are in email, in notes, presentations. So, reading carefully is becoming much more important. And that's why writing clearly is the new form of empathy. Now, this is absolutely new concept I'm talking about. When we talk of empathy, we talk of our looks, compassion in our eyes, our face, concerned, full of care, our tone, soft, mellow, our gestures, tuned to human feelings of compassion. But now, since the communication is in writing mostly, and even when you are on Zoom or video conferencing, you have got to see that in a hybrid system, the part where it's video, yes, your face, your gestures are important. But if it's not, if it's email, then how you write and what you write is much more important and that is your body language. And today's thriving leaders, whether they are in politics or in business, must practice empathy. And poor digital communication can hurt, hurt your perceived empathy. I remember the story of a woman who got some performance reviews that her empathy was weak. And when I looked for all the markers of poor empathy, what I found was lack of listening, lack of deep questioning, lack of paying attention that she found in face-to-face -face meeting where she was very empathetic. 
But the moment it came to writing, made me in a digital age, in a digital era, where I say we are all immigrants to this new age, her empathy wasn't there. So you have got to dig into the digital body language and you would find that some things which harm your digital body language are some things which you do as a matter of routine. Cancelling a meeting at the last minute, knowing fully well that the people's time is precious and they might have fixed up a meeting and you might ultimately suffer. But your impression goes down a lot. Many times I've seen people cancel their meeting and they, what they do is they send a very brief, low context message like we need to talk. What's this need to talk? The word need to talk is absolutely atrocious. Then you send an email on weekends without clarifying to your team that you don't expect a response at that time. If you are sending an email on the weekend to a colleague, to a junior, then mention it, okay, this is for your information, but we can get in touch after the weekend. That is common courtesy, but now in this hybrid age or in this digital age, you have got to do it. You can't get away with showing empathy in the traditional body language only. Let's be very clear. You must master skills of the digital body language so that you build a culture of empathy and respect and show that you are listening and that you value others. So naturally the question you would be asking me how to do that. There are three ways which I have thought of to build digital trust when mistakes are inevitable. You've got to avoid those mistakes. They can be crucial. They can, as a matter of fact, when you commit those mistakes, you are committing social and business suicide. It's clear, one thing is clear, that digital thoughtful communication improves empathy and relationship. Even otherwise, you know, as kids, you used to be taught to write a letter so, so and so. That was to ensure the empathy, the connectivity, the relationship. But now it's much more important. So what about the mistakes you make? Or if you are new to the digital body language, how do you address shortcomings? You may observe in your habit. I agree that most of you are aware of the issues, of the problems, but you do not try to address those shortcomings, thinking that when you meet, you can explain it in a much better way. So the three things that you should do and adopt, practice, to build trust and improve your body language are assume, number one, good intent and create a culture where everyone gets the benefit of doubt. That time of being hard, ununderstanding is over. When you speak, you can always, A, 
add nuances by your body language. When you are writing, it's your written word which is important. So messages can feel ambiguous. So there should be no ambiguity. They can be passive-aggressive to you. So what is required is that you should check the interpretation before you respond, always. And now I find something very good. When I write something, the emoji comes, do you want it to sound natural, you want it to sound informative, you want to sound convincing, you want to be argumentative. So you can change your language accordingly. And then don't forget one thing. While you are checking your interpretation, it's always important to switch the medium as well. I personally feel that picking up a phone is worth 1000 emails. When you are in this digital age, telephone is one of the best things you can do. If it's a video conferencing idea, if video isn't there, pick up the phone and talk. And then send an email because by that time you have built a bridge. And that building a bridge is the most important thing. Then practice virtual water cooler movements. You must have worked in the offices. People come out of the office and they are having water near the water cooler. And then they talk, hi, how are you? And this, like uh, in the break, you're having a cup of coffee. In you not break, but you still need water, so you go to the water cooler. That's but now you got a virtual water cooler moments. This is just as important in hybrid meetings as in fully remote ones. You know, you create spaces for those drive-by coffee chats. It's not a nice thing to have a coffee chat, but it's important. It's a must-have. So these waters. Cooler moments, the virtual water cooler. Pick up a phone, have a talk, or say, okay, how are you? That's it. So that will build up the connectivity. This could look like virtual office groups, groups, co-working sessions, or questions you asked at the end of the monthly meeting to everyone you can share and think. You see, you cannot deny that your work, your business is going to impact others and is going to be impacted by others. So you can't have a water cooler moment till you are working in the office, but you can have a virtual moment. You can't have a cough, cup of coffee. So convert that habit according to the time, according to the need. So the first is, as I said, assume good intent, pick up the phones, connectivity should be there, second is the virtual cooler moments, and the third, show your vulnerability. Technology can wear a mask. When you are sending a letter, people don't see you. The more you share, not just what you know, but you what you don't know. You know, when you are in a personal mode, people will understand your vulnerability without your telling it to them, without your exposing. But when you are in such a situation, in a digital age, 
then you have got to show your vulnerability. Showing your weak spot is not a bad thing. And it's not to elicit sympathy or pity. It is to establish empathy, establish a bridge. It's a bridge-building exercise. The more leaders share, not just what you know, but what you don't know. And the more you do it, the more the others will feel the permission to do so. If you are showing your vulnerability, your employees, your juniors, are definitely going to take a leaf out of your book and do the same. You need help from someone who is the most junior in the team. Don't feel hesitant. Send an email, hey, can I pick your brain? Pick up a phone and say, hey, I hope I'm not disturbing you, but then how about letting me know what you feel, what you think? Same thing which is you are, you are doing in a non-digital age, you are transmuting to the digital age. And then, you know, your words would be attuned like your hand gestures, like the twinkle in your eyes, like the shrug of the shoulder, like the twitching of your lips, and so on. You may not be sure if the upcoming deadline is appropriate. Share with your team, with your colleagues. These simple disclosures make it less about me, more about we. So we which you communicate verbally with your body language, now the word, your right, are everything. They are your tone, they are your language, they are your gestures, they are your smile, they are your anger. I know it's hard, but even if it's hard, this is the way to do it. Your digital body language is basically fully digitalized in the shape of the written word, and that written word must convey what you feel, what you really want to show. And if you don't show your vulnerability, if you are not indulging in the virtual water cooler moment, as they call it, or if you are not creating a culture where everyone gets the benefit of doubt. Now, there's a difference. I said create trust by giving a benefit of doubt. Doubt is not about the intentions, but doubt is about the outcomes. So once you are clear about that, then your body language, uh, digital body language becomes clear and comprehensible. As a matter of fact, when I thought of the digital body language, I was thinking all the time, but why is it that the people who are excellent to talk to become absolutely useless when they work remote? The cooperation becomes antagonism. The compassion becomes either pity or hatred. So it's important to acknowledge that learning and have new set of body language tools can be like lifting something very heavy. But at the end of the day, what's most important to remember is choose thoughtfulness over hastiness. You know, again, 
I'm very impetuous personally. I speak what I say. But when you're writing, when you're putting something in black and white, then you have got to be extremely thoughtful, extremely careful, because your body language, your digital body language, once committed in words and writing, is going to have an enduring permanent effect. And that can be extremely deleterious, extremely harmful, if you are not careful. So in this age of digitalization, where we talk of everything in digitalization, digitalize your body language. Your body language is digitalized and then presents you in a better light, so that people can trust you, so that people can also give you the benefit of doubt. People can believe that you are not beating up on the bush, but you mean business, and that will make you successful, better human being. Thank you.